Hey y'all, welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. It's Maddie and we are talking today about God's timing. Now, really quick, we do have a really fun series coming up that I just want to give a quick plug for, get you guys excited. Um, This series is going to be kind of sort of all over the place, but it's going to be about influence, and we're going to talk about influence in music, influence in the media, influence in just who are you hanging out with, Um, like what are you watching, what sort of shows are you watching on Netflix, how is that influencing you, how is that influencing your spirit, Um, are certain or could certain things that you're listening to or watching, could that open up um, any doors for spiritual attack or any demonic influence it's gonna get really interesting so anyways um me and Gabby are planning that out right now um well not right now I'm recording you guys get what I mean anyways I'm sorry if I'm all over the place I just woke up um like 10 minutes ago and I wanted to get this recorded because I've had this podcast typed out and planned for like almost three, four weeks now. So anyways, um, without further ado, let's just jump right in. So the last episode that I did, it was about surrender and I kind of touched on God's timing a little bit. Um, but after it was all said and done and after I had kind of typed out the whole, you know, plan for, um, that, particular episode, I kind of took a step back and I realized like I could do a whole other episode on God's timing because I have so much more to say about that. And after I recorded that episode two, I kind of realized I rambled a lot about timing. So I think I was like, I just need to make that a whole other episode. Um, um, I've talked about before that, you know, I am a planner. I am someone who likes to plan. If I have an idea. I want to get it done. I want to get it done now. I get super excited. I just want to do it all by myself because I feel like I can do it the best. I know what I want um, and I know I'll get it done the fastest and most efficiently. Even like as a little kid, my parents were always telling me, not in a good way, but like you, you have your own agenda for the day. Like you just need to learn to go with the flow because I would always try to control the outcome of circumstances of like just everyday life or going on trips, like we would go on a, um, I don't know, like go on a trip and I'd be like, okay, so first we're going to go to the beach and then we're going to go get ice cream and then we're going to go back and take a nap. And my mom's like, that is your, your kid, you know, the adults have different plans. We're still going to do fun things. Um, and I didn't understand that. And she would always tell me, you know, when you get, you know, when you grow up, and you're an adult, you can make your own agenda for the day, which, um, I never fully grasped until I finally got older. But anyways, we've, I've always talked about like being a control freak before on the podcast. Gabby has said the same exact thing about me and about herself. Um, and we both like really relate in that way and connect in that way. But God has taught me that just because I have a timeline, it doesn't mean that's what God's timeline looks like for me. In 2 Peter 3.8, it says, Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And I briefly mentioned this in the last podcast um, episode on surrender, that 
time is like non-existent to God. He is outside of time, just like he is outside of every other box that humans have created that, you know, humanity just goes by all of the rules that we go by. Like he is outside of that because he is God. Um, and he's just imminent. And so he's also outside of time. Um, God's timing, like it doesn't look like our own. And I mentioned this in the last episode too, like his plan and his timing is so much better than ours. And the verse I used for that was, um, the one in Isaiah, you know, just as, uh, the heavens are higher than the earth, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways and so on. Um, my pastor gave a message pretty recently about David and I didn't put which pastor was it was because I cannot remember who, but it was someone because um, the weeks kind of like mesh together, but I have my notes. Um, but my pastor, he gave a message about David and he spoke, you know, about how David was anointed to be king over Israel when he was a teenager um, by Samuel. And I kind of, you know, started doing my own research afterwards because the Bible doesn't specifically mention what age David was, but most scholars believe that he was between the age of 8 and 15. But for the sake of creating this visual, let's say he was 12. That's like right in between. Um, so we're going to say he was 12. Um, so David was everyone's last choice for king over Israel, right? Like even his dad, it, he was his dad's last choice. Um, which there's a lot more that we can dig into that too, but we're not going to for the sake of time. But he was his own father's last choice to even present to Samuel. His father didn't even think of him. He was like the last thought on his mind. Um, and so when Samuel goes down the line, he sees all of these like, oh, you know, uh, I forget the names of the sons, but he's like, oh, well, this son is really good looking. He could be king of, over Israel, and God says, nope, not him. And then he goes down to the next one. Okay, well, this son is really, really strong. Nope. And God says, nope, it's not him either. And he keeps going down the line. Well, what about this son? He's really talented, um, and, and he has a, a really good mind. Um, he can talk to people, and God says, nope, it's not him either. It doesn't matter what they look like on the outside. Like, I'm looking at the heart is what he tells Samuel. And so Samuel's like, okay. It's got to be someone here. But he didn't know about who was not in the room, if that makes any sense. Like, he didn't know that David was outside. He, he didn't know that David even existed, but God did. And I wanted to pause there really quick and point that out. If you feel like you've been, if you have a certain calling or something, or maybe, like, I don't know if you've ever felt like you've been overlooked by God um, like, I don't know. You're like, oh, no one ever prays for me. Or I, I don't know. It could be anything. If you've ever felt like, God, why are all of these people around me getting recognized or they're getting called out? Um, it could be during church. It could be during your work. Um, why did so-and-so get promoted and I'm still here or, you know, whatever it is. But God sees you when you're out in the field. Because when... David was out in the field. That was in his secret place. That was in his quiet time. God saw David while he was out in the field. Samuel only saw who was right in front of them or who was right in front of like him and the boys' father. He only saw those, those kids right there. And they were pretty good choices in his eyes, but God saw David and he had David hidden away 
for this specific purpose. So, um, anyways, so God calls him out from the fields, um, and David was just doing his normal job. He's attending to the sheep. He's spending time with God. He's playing his harp. He's singing hymns. Um, but anyways, so Samuel anoints him, but David would wait almost 20 years before he actually became king over Israel. And after David was anointed, he went right back to his usual job and tended to the sheep. Now we're going to talk about Joseph really quick. Joseph was also called by God when he was just a teenager. He had dreams of from God of being in power over Egypt. He told his brothers, which his brothers didn't like. You guys know the story. If you don't, you can go read it or go watch uh, Joseph, King of Egypt, or Joseph, Prince of Egypt. Sorry. Um, that's amazing whether you're Christian or not. It's a really good, it's a really good movie. Anyways, um, but he was just called when he was a teenager, but it would still be over 13 years before he became Pharaoh's right hand. Because remember, after all of that time, he was sold into slavery and then he started working in the palace and then he was thrown in prison. And I want to say, I should probably have looked this up to be like, Sure, but I want to say that he was in prison for like 13 years. Um, so it was, let's just say around 13 years, possibly more, before he actually stepped into power. The point is, we all have callings. We all have an anointing for that calling. It could be that you feel like you're called to worship, that you feel that you're being called to be a pastor or a teacher, or I'm sure we've all heard this before, you're destined for great things. And you might be like, God, what great things? I see nothing in front of me. Like, I'm just working my nine to five job, or I'm just like me. I'm like, I'm just working my two part-time jobs. I'm a full-time college student. And I podcast like there's nothing like there. I don't see anything like great in front of me. But again, just because you don't see it doesn't mean that God doesn't see something that is out in the field that you can't see. That's not right in front of you that he's been hiding away for a specific time. Um, and it like it, it doesn't mean that our callings or just because we're anointed, uh, anointed doesn't mean that the calling is going to happen the very next day. Just because you get a prophetic word doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. And it, it could be months, it could be years, or even decades before we step into that calling and fulfill what God has set before us. And it doesn't, it's not because God wants us to practice patience and sit there quietly in the corner and twiddle our thumbs. No, we still do things in between, but it's just God knows when the best time is to bring that into your life. Um... I was, uh, I'll use a quick example. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where to go next, but I'll use a quick example. So, um, just over a year ago, a little more than over a year ago now, um, I, I was, you know, doing worship for the youth group. I was finishing up my senior year of high school and I felt like God was telling me to step down and take a break, which I did not know why. I was like, that's confusing. Why would I, why would I do that? Cause my plan was to go like, as soon as I graduated to join the adult team, like that was my goal. Um, and like, I, I was like, why would I take a break? And I thought, you know, maybe he just wants me to rest for a little bit or I, I don't know. And I had no idea. And that was maybe like April, May. 
Um, and then I got asked by the leader, he, he was leading, you know, the youth group worship team. And he asked me like, Hey, I know you've graduated. This was after graduation, but he said, I know you've graduated, but can you still like, if you want to, you can still sort of help out, um, just like as an adult. And I said, yeah, like, I I don't want to, you know, take over anything. Just like, you know, whenever you need someone, you can put me in. And as soon as I said that, I felt just like conviction because I, I knew God told me to step down and take a break. And so I kept trying to push that away because it was like, it was not making sense. And so finally, um, I, I went back like the very next week and I said, Hey, I know I said I would help, but I really feel like I need to step down. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense to me either, but God told me to step down. And the week that I stepped down, like 10 more people from like the, the younger kids in the youth group stepped up to, to audition and to volunteer. And that's, that was confirmation for me that I knew like I did the right thing. So that was like, you know, June. And then I took my, you know, yearly summer trip up to Washington. I come back and I found out that there was an opening to be manager over that like campuses cafe. Um, cause our, our church, we've got like, you know, a few different campuses kind of scattered among different cities, um, in our area. And the one that, you know, it's also close to me, but, um, I, I found out that I had an opening or that there was an opening to manage it because it was, we were just opening up a cafe and I had already been working for like just over two years at our like main campus's cafe, but this like, this other campus, they were opening one brand new. And so, and I was, I got so excited. So I applied for the job. Um, and I ended up getting it and it was a lot of work in the beginning, but it was so much fun. I mean, I was ordering the syrups. I was just like basically just putting it all together and it was so much fun because I had this vision and I put together a whole slideshow and I ran it by the supervisor and the other like downtown campus manager and the campus pastors and I showed them the slideshow. It was like a whole meeting and it was so much fun and I was like, this is my idea and then to finally see that like come and like be put together, it was just, it was really, really cool. I had never done anything like that before, and it was just so, so cool to see it all come together, and then it, it hit me, like, oh, that makes sense, like, this is why God told me to take a break, because I didn't see this opportunity coming, but he saw this opportunity coming for me, so, like, there it is, and, and when, when I first started, we have a lot more people now, but when I first started, we only had two other people working in the cafe, so I was working every single Sunday, um, so I wouldn't have even had time to audition, like, it, it wasn't in my schedule, and it, God was really gracious, too, because he didn't, like, take that desire away to, um, to, to help and volunteer and, and, you know, do worship, um, but he almost quieted it, quieted it a little bit because it wasn't just like it, it, it was still a desire, but it wasn't any, it wasn't like screaming at me, like you need to do this, but you don't have time. Um, and then this past spring, 
he almost, he, he like awakened that again. And I was like, oh, I really, really want to do this, but I feel torn. And so he, he brought more people in to the cafe, more people applied. Um, we, we hired a few more people and now I'm finally at the place where I can do both, where I don't have to work so much in the cafe, but I can also, you know, do worship team and, and kind of go back and forth because that's something that I really, really want. I want to, for so many different reasons. Um, but that was kind of a, a short story long, but I wanted to just give an example of, you know, sometimes we have these desires, we have these dreams, we have these callings, but until we surrender those, like, and until I set that aside and I stepped down from the, the team and said, I need to take a break. I don't know why God is telling me to take a break. He, that opportunity, I would not have been able to, able to pick up that opportunity. And honestly, I believe that if I had kept walking in disobedience, I might not have ever received that opportunity because God rewards those who are obedient. And I truly believe that because I was obedient, it didn't make sense, but I did step down and I did like take a step back and I, I stepped down from other teams as well. Um, that it made room for what God wanted to do. Because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have had room <laughs> to do, like, the cafe job at all. I wouldn't have had room to step up as the manager. And anyways, um, but to close out really quick, um, there's a song that has become a favorite of mine lately, and it's called Preference by Rachel Morley. And she sings, What if it doesn't look like what I thought it would? What if you come in ways I didn't know you could? Offend my mind to reveal my heart. I won't worship my preference anymore. And this song really convicted me. I heard it like back in like April. Um, because it made me realize like how many things have I been praying for that God would make happen my way, the way that I want it to. And how often do I worship my preference for an outcome of a dream rather than the one who put the dream in my heart? And like going a little further with that, like how often do I only praise God when the dream or desire turns out the way I want it to rather than fully surrender that dream to the creator of all, to the creator of all and praise him just because he's worthy of it. Friends, we can't just pray that God would make things happen the way that we want them to and make them happen in our own timing. We have to relinquish that control because he's worthy of the control. There was this dream that I was helping with come to pass this past April. Um, and last year in April, God had spoken to something to me that confirmed that he was doing something new this April. He, he said, like, you know, this time next year. So I waited anxiously, hoping and praying that his word would come to pass, but I thought it meant one thing. So I kept praying that it would come to pass the way that I wanted it to, because um, I didn't want to be disappointed because I just built it all up. So April came and went and his word did come to pass, but it wasn't the way that I thought it would be. And instead, God blessed me just beyond measure um, because he He brought me into this new community. He's given me some new friends, even a new mentor. Um, and just, it, it, it kind of blindsided me with it and it just like it, everything just clicked into place. Sometimes that God doesn't answer the prayers that we pray the way that we want him to, but thank goodness, because how much more does he know what's better for us than we do? He sees what's behind the curtain. He sees what's out in the field while we're in the house. He sees everything. 
So I hope that encourages you today. Um, be sure to tune in next week. I have another like podcast planned out about abiding in God. Um, and I know Gabby has a couple of planned out. She's going to be doing some recording soon. So be on the lookout. We have some new stuff coming for you guys. We hope you all have a great day, a great rest of your week. Be blessed. We love y'all and have a great day. Bye.